where we want to begin treating research like a product. What do we need for a good product? And then there's three things. One, you need to create, see if there's actually a problem out there. Two, you need to create a solution to that problem. And three, you need really a good marketing strategy to make sure that, you know, people have access to your problem that they, you know, pretty let them in. Welcome to the Human Insight Podcast, where we help you bridge the empathy gap to bring you a valuable new understanding of some of the most innovative ideas and trends shaping the future of business and customer experience. So hi, everyone. I'm Janelle Estes, Chief Insights Officer at User Testing. And I'm Andy McMillan, CEO at User Testing. And today we're very excited to have James Valachi joining us on the Human Insight Podcast. James is the head of global UX research at HelloFresh, and his story, which you'll hear more about today, is captured in our book, User Tested, published on February 15, 2022. Thanks so much for joining us today, James, and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for the invite, both uh, Janelle and Andy, and thrilled to be here. So Awesome. So you're currently the head of global UX research at HelloFresh. Can you tell us a bit about your role, your team, and what you're focused on? Definitely. Um, so HelloFresh is the global leader for mail kits. And what we basically do is we, prov- we provide mail opportunities to people all over the globe by giving them um, pre-portioned ingredients, um, as well as really focusing on our, our mission of sustainability, um, all by providing a different variety of options you could choose from every week. Um, what I do at HelloFresh is I run our research restaurant, right, talking about food where our researchers are the cooks, our projects we push out are the different dishes that we produce, and our customers are our stakeholders, right? As they begin to digest our different research projects. And, you know, running any restaurant, it's super important to think about how, what kind of dishes are you delivering? What kind of projects are you delivering so that your customers keep coming back for more and demanding more research um, as well? And that also helps us grow as chefs, right? Or as Um, as researchers, as we begin to kind of, you know, expand our reach globally. Yeah, I love your analogy of the research restaurant and and delivering these meals. I have to ask, do you have a favorite meal you like to deliver? (laughs) Definitely. Um, So I am a, I I love, um, honestly, I love user testings, um, unmoderated uh, platform. Um, The reason why is just like, you know, we're able to get dishes out quick. Right. When we have such a high demand of customers, you're able to really deliver and scale things up, um, especially for our high demand of, the, of, of research within HelloFresh, which is definitely part of our core DNA as well. Yeah. I mean, when you can you tell us a little bit of the history of the team? I think when you joined, it was a smaller research team. Right. And that's grown significantly. Can you tell us a bit about that evolution? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so back in 2018, I started as the sole UX researcher actually for the entire company. At the time, we were in definitely a lot less countries. We weren't as big as we are today. And the way that we really were able to scale things up was as any good researcher, you always want to study your user. And in this case, my user was, of course, um, my, my director at the time. And what I did was I studied how she thought about in terms of what did she want to accomplish? What, was, what were her motivations, right, as a working within product? And by understanding what my stakeholder really wanted and what my other stakeholders really wanted, I was able to then form my research around their demand. 
And that really got things started. For example, right, like we ran the first usability test at HelloFresh. It led to a major increase in conversion rate. And what it also did for us is it really, you know, it showcased what good research could do for the company by showing, you know, a vital problem um, that we were all encountering that we just weren't aware of um, without really investigating it first. So I think I think that's I think that's really insightful, James. I think one of the things that uh, maybe I'm getting a reputation on our podcast for is uh, always wanting to find out how UX researchers work with product managers. Maybe that's because I'm a a product manager by background, but I just find that interaction to be so critical. Um, when I talk to our customers, especially our customers who are UX researchers, they find out such interesting things about what their customers or their users want. But at the end of the day, they really then have to partner with the either the PM team or the product team more broadly, right? Just the people that are going to make the changes to have the product behave the way maybe that would be more uh, in line with what customers are looking for. So I'd love to hear a little bit about how do you partner with the product organization, be that either product managers or maybe the product development organization broadly to ensure that the things that you learn uh, through your team uh, end up creating and delivering a great experience for HelloFresh customers. Great question. And as I like to think about this is, you know, maybe just because of the way that we were able to structure research and through my mentorship with Annie, who's now the senior VP of our company of product, it's all about partnering with your POs and with the product management team to really get research embedded and really begin to steer product direction. The way I like to think about it too is a lot of product managers, right? A lot of we're a lot of based on A-B testing, right? A lot of a lot of our different tech products are, right? A-B testing is just another UX research methodology that's out there. So I like to think of our researchers as kind of mini POs. And I also like to think of our um, or mini PMs. I also think of our, our, our product owners or product managers as mini researchers. How can we really help one another? The other thing that we like to do too at HelloFresh with our research restaurant, think of it like, a, like running a business or actually running your product, right? Where we want to begin treating research like a product. What do we need for a good product? I think there's three things. One, you need to create, see if there's actually a problem out there. Two, you need to create a solution to that problem. And three, you need really a good marketing strategy to make sure that, you know, people have access to your problem, that they, you know, creating that demand. And the way that we really were able to go about that and really begin to begin to share our product strategy and work together is one, you know, we, we, we found our problem. There are problems with our with our site, right? And we wanted to make sure that we're able to optimize and making sure that you know we're able to really feed the globe efficiently, right? You know, um, as user researchers, obviously there's always that fine line between user and business needs. Um, we really want to weigh that in between, right? We want to make sure that everyone is happy. So that was the problem that we discovered. The solution was simple. You know, we just needed to figure out like how could we effectively work within product to showcase that we can actually help them out, right? Speaking their stakeholders language. We were able to do that um, through citing our sources. So whenever there was a product strategy that came up, we wanted to think about how can we, you know, make sure that we're tying it back, right? Any good academic will know, right? You always want to set your, your sources for decisions. And then the third one, you know, how do we create the demand for this? And this is all about how we're able to evangelize UX research at HelloFresh through democratization efforts, through our, as um, you'll, you'll definitely find out later if you purchase this great book, you know, that's coming out, um, through our UX um, research insight shows, by really, by showcasing your research for the whole company, it's always top of mind. You'll always hear it. It's just, it's just think of, again, overall, as a PO, 
if you're listening to this, you know, work with your researchers. Like, and as your researcher listening to this, think about what do what does your PO or whoever you're working with really want out of things? Market your research towards their demand, and you'll have a really you'll really begin to get embedded into the business much more and your research is not going to be rejected. It sounds like you're supporting lots of different initiatives, different um, meals, as you mentioned, so projects, but you also have this ongoing thread that you've shared with me, which is around this notion of an insight show. So can you talk a little bit about what that is, how it came to be and and what what you're seeing in in terms of having that at at HelloFresh? Absolutely. I love to talk about these things because they're, they're so easy that really anyone can do them and they have such a broad impact. So the birth of the Insight Show, where how did it begin at HelloFresh? Um, so as I mentioned earlier, right, I was the sole UX researcher for the whole company. And what we did was I used to, again, I got to give credit where it's due, is one of our designers, Roland, um, he used to call it whenever I would give a the results or share out, right, of whatever we found that week the GM show. And as our team gradually grew, I wanted to make it more inclusive. It's not just the GM show. It's not just me running things. It's really beginning to build out our culture of, of, of always learning, you know, our, our agility to always execute, right? And so, you know, the GM show then gradually turned into the UX research show for X product area. And then as we began to grow, we became more of the, now we're the global UX research inside show. But the way that I started out from the beginning isn't just by talking to a few stakeholders. I actually ended up putting flyers throughout the office. Fun fact, right? Um, there was a glass door in our old office in Flatiron District in, in New York City um, that you had to pull it rather than push it. And there was no sign, right? This is a terrible signifier and, and you know, talking about affordances, everything else, absolutely terrible. And what I used to do was I put a sign up that said, uh, what did I say? I said, you know, having trouble with this door? Um, and then I put a little thing in there about like signifiers for affordances. And I said, join our UX Research Insight Show. Here's the link. Here's our Slack channel that we created. And through that, I was able to build a Slack channel of about maybe like, maybe like 10 people. Right now, it's sitting around 400 people company-wide. And that's just listening to like what we're releasing every week. Gradually, what we did was you know, they start to join the inside show through word of mouth, everything else. And something to keep in mind too is that our, our headquarters is actually based in Berlin. I wasn't going over there. <laughs> I actually hadn't visited Berlin until about a year, I think, I was with the company. By the time I got there, word of mouth spread about these, you know, these research insight shows. And it's just, you know, you're able to have such a broad impact. It was really, really great to see too, like, you know, setting up kind of the, the thirst for knowledge throughout the company. So to summarize there, um, UX research insight show, right? You want to, you know, you can start small. Think about, you know, little thing, little problems in UX, you know, UX that people are encountering around the, around the company. Create the demand, and then you'll go further out. I love this this idea of the insight show. Um, curious, like, how do you come up with what you feature in the insight show, and and how often are you sharing? And can you give us a little bit more around the kind of the logistics of it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what we like to do is, you know, we meet up at a set cadence, but this is really a collaborative effort. And I noticed my background before I joined HelloFresh was all about government contracting in the US. And if you've ever been in that realm, a little bit boring, you know, to be honest with you, right? There's not many projects going out, right? There's a lot of a lot of red tape that you might have to cut through. And what I noticed there too is the researchers, 
were really, really siloed. No one really talked to each other. There wasn't really a, a lot of overlap because everyone was really focused on their set projects. I wanted to bring something different to HelloFresh. And the way that we were doing this with these insight shows, I wanted to bring that value forward of collaboration um, as we begin to kind of expand the team further. And what we do now is, you know, we meet up, we talk about what were our best findings for, again, for that set amount of time. And we, we ourselves then take it more of a, a micro level approach, right? So we bring the macro, we say, okay, this is all of our findings for, you know, this quarter or this month or this week, whatever it is. And we say, okay, now what are the themes that are kind of happening um, out of this? And what you'll see is since we're starting to get more embedded within product strategy and beginning to steer that, a lot of our themes are overlapping. You know, so that, that way there's a trend emerging. So I'll give you an example of one. One was all about how could, you know, uh, what was one? I gave you an example. First one was, uh, i you right now, was like warning, right? Like uh, caution ahead. It was all about cautionary tales around messaging, making sure that things are better. So what you can do is you can, you can really frame your research as you begin to expand out around these different themes, making them fun. Um, some other things we'd like to do too with our, with our insight shows, you know, we give interactive quizzes. It's always fun, always keeping people engaged, right? You know, we can't do these things in the office. So, you know, you can't have a hundred people gathered together, you know, right now it's about, you know, kind of coming in. So like what we like to do is really do a lot of interaction with, you know, like I mentioned, like quizzes, we'll play a lot of clips, definitely suggest that to you, right? Of like, you know, make it fun, make it engaging, make it like your own little game show. Um, it's definitely what I recommend anyone trying to get into. And also tell us about it. I'd love to hear, you know, if you have your own insight show going around or, you know, kind of spreading the word as we begin to really kind of evolve as a practice. So I, I think this whole thing is fascinating. And I love not just the effort to sort of get it out there, but the thoughtfulness into sort of the the prep and the the themes. I mean, you're really thinking about how do you make the content engaging? Not not so much driving the research with that being the initial goal, but once you have the research and you come up with these findings, what I think uh, I'm really taking away from this conversation, I feel like a lot of folks sort of stop at that point. It's like, here, these things have been found and they sort of like, they just sort of sit there. And you're sort of really saying like, that's almost like the starting point of like getting the company to go do these things. And then there's a bunch of work and sort of is you, I think you use the word marketing, which is right of like, these are real, real bits of feedback, but we've got to get people to rally to them. What kind of actioning or decisioning do you see based on the, the insight show? Like, is there, is there a feedback loop there? Or do you hear about just from other product managers anecdotally saying like, oh, we saw this on the insight show and then we changed something like, what's that sort of feedback lo- loop look like for you all? Because I just find this fascinating. Oh, great question there, Andy, too. And that feedback loop, right? As researchers and even as PMs and POs, we're always interested in feedback, right? So thinking of our research like a product, we we do, we collect feedback after these shows. We want to understand what worked well, what didn't work so well, how can we improve it for next time. But you know, in terms of now like keeping track of our what's going on in terms of a product um, or in terms of research impact, really, you know, I had mentioned citation earlier. So if you learn something at an insight show, cite it in your work. Did it cause an idea for an experimentation? Talk to your researcher. Talk, you know, discuss further, right? And, you know, I'm, I'm seeing these really act as a starting point, like you had mentioned, two larger topics to begin to, to better steer product strategy, right? The more you know about a certain topic, the, the less risk you're going to introduce when you, make that, when you make that business decision to pursue that route or pursue that strategy. Research can help you de-risk situations. And that's really what we're based on. 
We want to keep track of how many situations we're able to de-risk, right? Anytime, anytime something comes up, oh, can research help out with that? Yes, it can. Cool. Let's go talk to the source. And let's go, you know, use these insight shows as that spark of inspiration to begin thinking about longer term product strategy. And I actually am excited to also uh, talk a little bit about this one. One of our insight shows right now is actually all around, you know, what did we learn last year? Like what were, you know, what, what painful or, or joyful experiences did we learn as we begin to really kind of wrap our heads around uh, what should our, what should our strategy be for the next year? Um, and it's, it's, you know, people are always asking about it. When's it going to come out? And all that good stuff. It'll probably be one of your most watched episodes, the summary of all the things you learned over the last year or so. That's a really, um, I love that because, you know, some of those patterns follow what you see in other types of like content creation or content consumption type experiences. So um, kind of modeling that in the Insight Show is, is really fascinating. You've had it for a while now, I think oh, at least a year. What's bit, what's the reputation of it internally? Uh, do you get a lot of feedback? Are people asking about new episodes? Um, does it Has it moved beyond UX research and product? would love to hear more about that. Definitely. So the evolution of our insights show, right? Where are we going to really take this thing for the future and what's kind of happened so far? So uh, fun fact. So this summer, we, we were working on another ceremony where we actually take a break from research. I'm um, coining the term research retreat. So what happened in, in the month of July, at least for this area, we didn't have our insight show. We didn't have it for a couple of months, actually. The reason being is we wanted to focus more internally. And the demand was crazy. Everyone was asking, where's the insight show? What's happening this month? I don't know, right? And it's just interesting to see like this evolution of something that didn't exist before. And now that we've created this kind of vacuum for demand, you know, people are always asking when it's going to happen. I see invites always flying out. Like I had mentioned, our, our internal channel is always on fire whenever we want something like, hey, where is this? And especially like you'd mentioned too, like this one that we're producing around in the, our, the yearly one. People are already asking, when's it coming out? You know, uh, like a month, a month or two in advance. Like they, they want, you know, HelloFresh really has this great core DNA of the learning never stops. It's really baked into it um, where people always want to know things. And, you know, this is just one of those, this is like, one of the sources for knowledge. I know you had also mentioned, you know, how what other research teams can be involved in this. And right now at HelloFresh, I'd say that you know the UX research function is it's the golden standard for research within the company. And we're always looking, and the way that we've gotten there, right, is just through this collaborative effort, through partnering with others, especially within the product organization. But we want to begin to include those other teams. You know, we want to begin to include others and the reason being is, you know, research shouldn't be this like this ivory tower of like, you know, of this like knowledge that no one can reach. Think of it almost like think of it like the Citadel in Game of Thrones, where you're actually distributing your knowledge across the whole all of Westeros, um, kind of, you know, kind of giving it out a little bit more rather than just holding on to it. Right. Like democratize your knowledge and the entire organization will benefit by making less risky business decisions. And just, you know, and you'll be able to really grow out your research area, um, with, you know, and obviously product and everyone else will benefit because they'll be making less risk decisions, you know, less risky decisions. And James, when you think about quantifying that, are there a specific set of KPIs that the organization uses either within your team or just more broadly in the product organization that you all sort of attach yourselves to or not? I hear a real mix on this answer, so I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, but some... 
Some teams are much more um, just mission driven on the idea of if people have more exposure to customers, they're going to make better decisions. And then there are some teams we talk to that are very like, we're focused on these three KPIs that we drive. Uh, what's the answer look like inside HelloFresh? So what I will say is HelloFresh is very, very driven um, being you know on our KPIs, right? On our key business metrics. How are we performing, right? Our key performance uh, metrics here. And I've taken with research, it's really difficult to tie a KPI to an exact, like an exact finding. And the reason being is, you know, think about all the other factors that are impacting that, you know, that metric. So I don't know, let's just say uh, an easy one, right? For e-commerce, the conversion rate, we all know this, right? You know, how many people are coming into your site and actually making a purchase or whatever, or signing up. The problem there is people have a ton of different motivations, right, of actually coming in. So just because maybe we launched one product initiative, did it actually really, you know, we may have seen an increase for the set period of time, but did it really? Like, you know, did research really have an impact on it? So what I like to do is instead of focusing more on our KPIs, I'm focusing, or, you know, we're focusing more on our, our, our strategies. So what kind of strategy or initiative would we really push forward for in this area? Was, was research informed? Did research inform that decision at all? Did they read a deck? Did they attend an insight show? You know, something along those lines. And what we're doing that I mentioned earlier is citations. You know, how many times was this work cited? Um, and what we're able to do there is we're able to actually come up with um, our own internal metric for research and see how much research was um, actually adapted within, uh, within our product organization. Um, you could also tie that out to KPIs, but we like to kind of, I like to stay away from those. I'd rather really think about how can we make, like, they don't really, like, at the end of the day, yes, they admit it, there are what matters to the business, right? We want to make sure that we're performing well. But in terms of research, we want to make sure that, that our impact is more about those decisions that we're de-risking, right? You can't measure the opposite of that. You don't know how much money you actually may have, you know, saved at the end of the day, Right. How many, I don't know, how many uh, A-B tests do we defer, you know, from actually happening? It's really hard to say that, right? Because we're not always documenting what we didn't do. We're documenting what we did do as any organization would. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting way to look at it, James. I mean, I see and hear from so many teams that are looking at specific projects, initiatives, KPIs. And of course, we're, we're you know, working to influence those. But thinking about just sort of this broader, it's almost like you're measuring um, your involvement in the conversation across the board and, and more importantly, in the involvement of customers' perspectives ac- across the board, across the organization. And I think that's a really interesting way to think about your impact. Uh, so yeah, thanks for sharing that. I, I love that. Hey, I think we're going to move over to the lightning round. The first question, which we ask every, every guest, what's a book that you've recently read that you'd recommend to listeners? Definitely. Um, so recently I picked up, uh, it's called the MBA in Pictures. And what this basically is, is rather than having to go take a two-year course of an, of an MBA, you're able to now understand what are they teaching during that two-year picture all through visuals. Um, and I love it because now I'm learning more about, um, more about like what, does the, what kind of things might a, someone who has an MBA understand and how can I now frame our reports and everything else around that um, around that mindset. 
Awesome. Love it. Love it. A good uh, picture book over lots of words. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Um, what's a piece of advice that you would give to someone uh, trying to convince others in their organization to invest in customer feedback? Um, so what I have to go back is that really core value is studying your stakeholders. So whoever you're trying to convince, look at their motivations, right? Like what are they actually trying to do? What is kind of moving the needle for them? And then frame your argument around their needs to try to convince them um, to pursue that route. Yeah, I love that. Jennifer Lee is a guest in season four of our podcast, and she made the same exact point. And I think uh, many in this field are coming around to this idea of studying your stakeholders the same way you actually study your customers. So another data point, I guess, to add to that, that argument. Can you tell us about a recent great experience that you've had and, and what made it so great? So again, I have to really go back to my HelloFresh delivery. Um, this, this popped in actually last night. Um, I myself, I hate to cook. My wife is an accountant, so it's busy season. So um, like, you know, we're both like super bogged down with like having to, to cook every night. Um, we actually, we have a, we have a almost two-year-old now and, you know, picking up from daycare, everything else, right? So I, I, I don't like to cook. Um, and what I love about HelloFresh is, you know, they really give you those the pre-portioned ingredients out in your nice recipe bags. Um, and it's just really, really easy to make when you really don't want to think at the end of the day. Um, so I, I have to go with my default of my HelloFresh delivery. Great experience. Um, definitely try it out. It's funny. I actually did try out HelloFresh. I've tried it a few times. I recently, a few months ago, it is like the perfect thing for me as like a type A list person, like the, the, the directions and sort of the pre-portioned, like you said, the ingredients that they, that is just like the perfect experience for me. All right. And when you think about the future of UX uh, and sort of the field that we're, we're in, what are you most excited about? Definitely. So I think it, you know, it comes down to kind of this point about research in general, right? You know, um, with UX, think about fields beyond just tech, right? Like, I know that that's like, the core of where it is, right? We're thinking about digital interfaces, but there's this whole opportunity to really change things that haven't been yet touched by technology. I'll give you an example here. I know within the human factors field, right? Like medical human factors has been massive because our medical systems and everything else is like 20 years behind. So think about what, I, what I'm really excited about for the future is what other industries are still pretty early on in terms of user experience, right? And that's why also I love HelloFresh is because, you know, eating, mail kits, restaurants. Is there really like a, a quote unquote a techie restaurant out there? You know, things like that, right? Like definitely think about like where industries are behind. I really would love to see how we can really apply this whole UX mindset to those areas. Yeah, absolutely. We are in early days. Uh, even though the field has come so far, we are really just getting started. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. All right, James. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was great to connect with you, to hear about the Inside Show and all your work that you're doing at HelloFresh. So it was great having you on. And thanks for joining. Awesome. Anytime, thank you both, Janelle and Andy. And I just want to pitch too that um, we are actually hiring if anyone would like to join our research restaurant. Uh, many, many roles across many geographies coming out. So Feel free to check out um, my LinkedIn, feel free to connect, and also check out our careers page. Um, we're expanding, so feel free to join our restaurant. Want to keep the conversation going? You can visit our podcast hub, usertesting.com slash podcast, and check out past episodes. If you haven't already, 
Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Overcast, or Google Play, so you can never miss a good episode. And if you enjoyed today's show, please share it with a friend or leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. 